Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stand by for an urgent bulletin. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. So I feel like I'm a kind of a local hero. It's all fun on top. Jeff Lutz. I'm about to start winning some awards. You're living in a world of make-believe with flowers and bells and leprechauns and magic frogs with funny little hats. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello again, everybody. It is a Friday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show. What happened to the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday editions? We're not sure, but we're here for we're Friday. Sure. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, uh, your co-host. You had to just you, you had to intervene, didn't I you? I can tell you exactly what happened to the Monday, Tuesday, what Wednesday. What happened to them? Uh, they went by the wayside. Did we run best of? Did Max work his tail off to cover for? I don't know. I heard about of thirty seconds of. Couldn't answer the bell because of COVID that you apparently spread out in the family. Uh, How do you Lutz know it was family. me? Well, I, that's, I've thought long and hard about it. Okay, well, where do you trace it back to then? I don't know. But well, you thought long and hard about Thursday. it. Last Thursday. Uh, last Thursday, I had a mild sore throat. Right. And uh, by Thursday night, I was near death. Well, there you go. Last Thursday on this show, it was the three of us. Uh, no, right. It wasn't. It wasn't? No. Well, how'd Duda get sick? Well, Duda didn't have COVID. Duda just got sick. But Duda and I were together on Wednesday of last week, but I wasn't really sick by then. Maybe well, he was getting it and spreading it to it me. It appears that you are the culprit. Uh, it's and possible. You've, you've cost me, uh, some, you know, some, some interesting times here this week. It's... Uh, I don't. I'm not going to pretend that I. I don't think I've had the very worst case of COVID, uh, but I've had enough of it to get me down. And during this time of the day, I'm normally sleeping, which is one of the rare times in the in the day now when I can sleep. So what you've done is you've taken away <coughs> my ability to sleep. No, I haven't. You just said you sleep uh, during this time of the yeah, day. Yeah, but this is about the only so time. So I've messed up your sleep schedule as I've messed up my own sleep schedule. I can't sleep in t- between the hours of like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. So my sleep schedule is pretty normal. But yeah, what, I, what, what, I sleep who in. Who sleeps on those? I can't sleep. Well, what what was what kind of statement was But I was sleep that? in until like 11 you at know, least. No, I can't sleep from 10 in the morning until 10 at night. 
No one does. Uh, here's where I, I can't sleep. From 2 to 5 a.m. That's when I can't oh, sleep. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's, it is. So you go fall asleep at 5 a.m. and sleep till when? Normal time, get up about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Sounds fine. Yeah. It's fine if you're not doing it. Well, you haven't been doing it over uh, the to last... To be up at that hour and not be able to do anything, you can't watch really TV, nothing nothing you want to see. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. You're going to have to deal with that. So I don't know what to do. But uh, here we are. It's a weird, uh, weird experience, COVID, and many of you, we, we understand, have, have had it and uh, in much more severe cases, uh, but it gets your attention. Yeah, I was ill. I'm not 100%. It doesn't sound like you are 100%, but we're going to try to get through this. Well, I, I'm doing what I can. Here's what we have on show today. What's on tap brought to you by our friends at IHOP. No, that's the IHOP hotline. See, I haven't done this in so long. I don't think we have a... Uh... I'm supposed to mention what's on tap. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com at 225. Uh, K-Stater's up in arms over the Naquan Walton situation. Tomlin. Fitz is Tomlin. I get him. Why do I call him Walton? Who is Walton? I don't know. We get, uh, we get confused. Anyway, Fitz has written about it. I don't think he's wanting to talk a whole lot about it because it's it's an ugly situation. Uh, the president of Kansas State is under fire. Uh, the basketball coach, Jerome Tang, has tried to calm that fire by making a statement that we need to move on. Uh, Jaquan Tomlin is now. Jaquan. Be quiet. I'm serious. Well, get Just, it right. Who cares? <laughs> no, really. Who cares? Our that listeners. Guy that, that He's been on this show before. Guy that sits over in the corner and tries to correct everything. Well, what's his name? <laughs> I'm not. Now I'm, don't do that to me. We have to go off the air. Naquan Tomlin's been on this show before. He was a good guest of ours. We want right. to treat him. Now he's in the transfer portal. Uh, now the president, Richard Linton, I believe is his name, has issued a statement uh, saying the, the, the alleged scuffle that Naquan Tomlin got into in Aggieville is not the only reason for his dismissal. So uh, a lot going on, a lot of moving parts there. There are a lot of moving parts, and we'll talk uh, as much as Fitz wants to about it uh, at 225. Doesn't sound like he wants to talk a ton about it because he's right in the middle of the turmoil. At 3 o'clock, we'll make picks. Jason Duda will join us. At 325, Joanna Chadwick from Vibe Magazine. I'm uh, completely... You know, I'm somebody who prides myself in knowing things that are happening. Right. I know nothing about what's happening with high school basketball. Well, you can kind of figure it out. Heights has won both of their games. What do you mean I can figure it out? Well, you go look at some scores, go look at some records. That's what I mean. I haven't done that. Well, that's what maybe we need to do before uh, Joanna comes on. Stop coughing. You make me want to cough. Well, I didn't know I had this cough, but when I, and I haven't also talked at this volume for this long. Tony's been wanting this show to be back, of course. We're a huge moneymaker. Right. Odyssey. Yes. Of course. Yes. We're a big moneymaker. You think we're a moneymaker or a money loser? We make money. Well, good for us. 
That's what we do. Awesome. And uh, I can hear the uh, the bank, uh, the, the cash ching, register ching. tolling as I speak. That's excellent. Good for us. I'm I'm happy. Perhaps COVID's taken a bigger toll on me than I. Well, I was worried, you know, because yeah, you might feel better, but that's a whole lot different than talking for two hours. Well, listen, I'm giving it a shot. If we have to get, if we get to three o'clock, let's walk a max. Uh, Max, turn on your mic, because uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask you about something. If uh, we haven't even asked if he got sick, no, we don't care. I mean, Max, did you get sick? You'd think you could just flip a button. It takes him a little while. We don't even also know if he's in the studio. Usually, got he's got his uh, earphones on, listening to 1973 hockey. Max, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm right. listening to 1973 hockey. <laughs> um. So we're going to give this a shot today, All right. and if uh, we deem that it's just not working out, we'll let you know, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then you can, uh, you know, do what you need to do. Have you been feeling okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, because me and Duda were in there Wednesday. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, we were far enough away from each other. Yeah, I, uh, I actually thought I would be better than I am. Did so, Duda get it too? I don't think he got COVID, although I don't know if he ever tested himself. He, do you, he's a frustrating individual. Can you, think, can you imagine Duda taking a COVID test? Yeah, I would. I should imagine that. You could. You can't. His wife is is one of those people who would encourage that. Sure, you would think. But anyway, here we are. And uh, did I mention who we have on the show today? Yes. I think uh, you mentioned Tim Fitzgerald, Joanna Chadwick. Who's five questions? Ben Hartman from the television series Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Is that right? Now, he's a wind, wind surge um, guy that takes care of the field. What, is, what do they call them? I'm trying yeah. to worry you. Is it working? Not really. You're just irritating me. <laughs> uh, Getting on my nerves. Now, I have paid attention Say uh, what you're supposed to say. What do you mean? Say, I want to know the the next words coming out. They better be the right words. Huh? They better be the correct words. You have been paying attention. Well, to baseball. Uh, what was the right? What's the, the right? NBA in-season tournament. Uh, not, in, not interested. You're not going to watch tomorrow. <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm impressed with what your Pacers have done. But it that, that would be uh, a 10% chance. Really? Pacers, Lakers, uh, in prime time. I feel. I, I feel I just like don't, I just don't see what's in it for me. Do you, do you like basketball? That's really it. I mean, do you want to see guys playing well, hard? You and Missouri play at four fifteen tomorrow. The Shockers play at five or six. I'm much more likely to watch the Shockers. Okay. Than I am the in season NBA championship final game. That's I guess fair. I don't even know. It's 7.30 tomorrow. What is? The Pacers-Lakers. Well, maybe I'll tune in after well, after something. I, yeah. I don't know. It's a big day for you. But, uh, but we, you know, we'll, we're still watching uh, a bunch of All in the Family episodes. Still? Still. Well, I guess Norman Lear passing away gave you a little bit more. We of actually started it back at season one <laughs> on uh, Free V, which is part of the so Prime So you're just going video. through it? It's interesting. 
Do you find yourself getting more nostalgic around the holidays? No. What I find myself becoming is a, a I'm a student of things to some degree. Mm. I like old television. Student of the 70s. There's no question. I like old television uh, because I watched a bunch of that back when I was young. And seeing All in the Family now, uh, so many years later, it was interesting what they did with Gene Stapleton's character. She didn't start out as the Edith that would evolve. She started out as more of a, I don't know, you'd have to watch it to understand. Well, I know that she got kind of shrill, and what was she originally? She was much better as the character developed. That that normally changed the character in a subtle but noticeable way, and it worked much better. Well, I haven't seen a lot of All in the Family, but it seems like someone talking like that all the time, why would anyone be married to that woman? She's a lovely woman. But, endearing, lovely woman. But Archie Bunker is the exact opposite of that. It, it doesn't worked, seem like... it, it, my wife and I often comment about what incredible actors they are were. And uh, so we were, we're drawn to that. Then we've started watching Bosch Legacy Season 2, also on Prime Video. We, we enjoy that show. Uh, today we watched the George Brett documentary on the MLB Network, which was... I'd give it a B. Um, George was very forthcoming, um, likable. Now, he hasn't always been that. Um, And it's a reminder of just what an unbelievable hitter he was. Uh, So I enjoyed watching that. The only reason I wouldn't give it a higher grade, they spent too much time on his, his poor relationship with his father, which... Boy, quit talking. I mean, you know, mention it once, but they went back to it four or five times. Um, and then didn't mention his mother and did not make one mention of his relationship with my wonderful friend, Whitey Herzog. Uh, okay. When George played for Whitey in Kansas City at the time when they were so good and in the, in the battle uh, for American League titles – with the Yankees, which they never won, they lost three in a row. But I know they won uh, one in eighty. I know well, Whitey wasn't there then. I know Whitey was when the Cardinals. That uh, Jim Fry was the manager in the eight in nineteen eighty, and then Dick Hauser in nineteen eighty five. Uh, but I know of George's relationship with Whitey Herzog because he's talked about it so much in the past, and I was disappointed that they didn't go into it in the documentary. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I did, I've not seen the documentary. I watched uh, that movie, The Holdovers, with Paul Giamatti. We watched that last night. That was pretty good. In the theater? Or? No, we got it on Amazon Prime. Well, you have to pay for it. Then. Well, you have to pay for it at the theater, believe yeah, it or not. You, not me. You don't? No. Probably more than 14 bucks for two tickets, too. And uh, something <laughs> alarming has happened. My computer seems to be on the fritz. Uh, down here in, in the basement studio. Hadn't really been on the computer for several days. I've just, man, I've just, I've checked out. Well, I understand. I, I was, don't get it. it I was there too. Weird deal. What have you been e- eating? The appetite's been fine, uh, but sporadic, much as everything has been. 
It's just been sporadic. It almost feels like you're not really going. It feels like I've just been tiptoeing through life for five days. Kind of. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six days. Like, I don't know that I can remember anything. Well, there's not much to remember. I doubt you've done a whole lot. No, I haven't. I haven't done anything either. It's the first time I've been outside. Actually, I went outside yesterday, almost went to work, and then I couldn't do it. We had furniture delivered earlier in the week. It's good stuff. I see it down here or something down here. No, not here. Bedroom furniture. Okay, well, there's something down here. Well, we moved that down. Okay. What did you make of this Otani thing? Uh, there was this guy, a blogger, basically, for the Dodgers, said he's going to the Blue Jays, and then people ran with it. I've never heard of this guy before. But MLB Trade Rumors even put it up that he was going to the Blue Jays. I I was following it this morning. I lost interest. Get to me when he signs. I, I he's John Paul Morosi has seems pretty convinced it'll be today. So we'll see. Yeah, Although let's just get this wrapped up. He has up. to go through several things. Well, he's been going through them at the at the winter meetings and the previous. Uh, time of the off season so it should be about ready we should be about ready to just get it done Shohei first caller 869-1240 who says I don't want to listen to the show if this old man keeps coughing uh gets a prize will you take that on Twitter also or no I don't know what I don't know what the prize will be Max will figure it out well Sports Daily gives out 35 tickets a day so sir, sir certainly we have something. Well, where where are our tickets? <laughs> They're giving out Turnpike Troubadours tickets. Well, we'd love to give out tickets. Sure we would. Uh, so there, there, there's a bee in Tony Deusling's bonnet. Uh, Max, get us some tickets to give away. We haven't had tickets on this show in months. Uh, who listens if you can't win? Right? I don't know. I guess. So we got to make something happen in that regard. Hopefully they, uh, the people who listen to us uh, support us. Xavier Lloyd, wide receiver for K-State's in the transfer portal. Do we know who that is? Well, don't mention it unless you know who he is. Everybody's in the transfer portal. Seems like it. Uh, I just started following a guy on Twitter, and then I think I unfollowed him. I got to refollow that guy. Why'd you unfollow him? He, I don't know. He keeps track of all the transfer portal stuff has a funny name why did i why did i do that? that that i really wanted to follow him and now i can't remember who it was it was one name guy i don't know i'm sure somebody out there maybe fitz will know who i'm talking about uh but then again do i care do you not really no you don't the point has become during covid i don't care now did watch K-State beat Villanova the other night. Very good game. Watched Kansas, uh, I'm sorry, watched Wichita State not play well on Sunday afternoon in Columbia against Missouri. They get another shot at it tomorrow uh, at Intros Bank Arena against South Dakota State. You can hear that game uh, with Mike Kennedy and Bob Hull on our sister station, K-E-Y-N, as the Shockers uh, who... You know, all my all my praise of the first seven or eight games, they did not look like a very good team. They didn't play well, Missouri. but they'll be fine. I, I have 
that was my first game where I'm I was really like back in with Shocker basketball. The Missouri game? Yeah, I was like pulling for him. I, it, was, it was weird. Well, they, but uh, you got to get some stops, my friends. Get some stops. Make some you shots. Get some big rebounds. You got to do. You got to do some things. That game was very winnable. Very, very winnable. So I, I just didn't think it was a. If, I didn't think tomorrow's they game was winnable. Uh, anyway, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. Kansas State basketball looking good. They got, uh, they're better than I thought they would be. Their football team headed to a bowl game if they can keep enough players out of the transfer portal. We'll talk uh, with, all, with Tim Fitzgerald about all of that coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. As soon as you're born, they make you feel small By giving you no time instead all of right, it all right, we are remembering John Lennon, a musical theme that we need to carry over to next week because uh, John so Lennon is one of them for me. That was Working Class Hero from the 1970 album Plastic Ono Band. Tim Fitzgerald joins us. Uh, Tim Fitz, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Lovely weather in the Flint Hills today. What are you doing in the Flint Hills? Well, I know I'm Manhattan. I live in the Flint Hills. Well, there you go. I, I thought I, maybe I'm you were driving south the into the Flint No. There you no, go. No, I, 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 that would be leaving my house. I don't do that nonsense. What's that about? <laughs> so, obviously, K-State Nation is pretty active right now uh, with the situation yeah. Uh, with Walton, shut up, <laughs> Tomlin. I did that for Jeff and uh, Jerome Tang's response, the AD statement. It's just crazy, and I know I don't want to belabor it with you because I know you're covering it and been in the midst of it. Is there going to be a resolution here that that uh, gets things calmed back down and everybody can kind of just move forward? 
I, I thought we had done that. I thought Jerome Tang's statement, which at last check had 1.4 million views, his video statement on Twitter. I bet you it's closer to two now. Um, I thought that did that, but it, it didn't behind the scenes. The, the sniping has continued with requests to suspend players for stuff that's happened. Um, for you know, now, now the president has put out a statement that rekindles this talk of some mysterious top secret thing going on behind the scenes, which might exist, but if it hasn't been resolved, why is that being used for a reason to, to kick a kid off? If it has been resolved, why was he ever eligible if he's not? It's hence that it's police-related. There's It's NCAA-related. We don't know, and they're hiding behind the protections that protect Naquan Tomlin from sharing information with everyone else. They're using it to weaponize against the athlete, which is insanity. And um, But, yeah, the president sends out a letter and kind of fired it all back up. I don't know. I thought it was going to calm down, but bringing that back uh. up, this looming thing in the background is angering people. And some people are like, oh, there's something else going on. We just don't know. I'm like, well, if there's an investigation ongoing on, we probably should wait to have some kind of resolution. If it's criminal, at least we could wait for charges. And if it's charges, I thought we were supposed to wait for an outcome. I, I'm, I'm a little confused now. Something vague you don't get to know about, which apparently nobody really knows about, even those who should, uh, is is causing him to be removed from the team. That Naquan Thomas in the portal, I'll be interested to see if, if other institutions have these same problems. And if a bunch of other schools say, oh, he's untouchable because of the NCAA, then I'll go, well, something was going on here that no one knew about, including, I think, basketball and athletics. Yeah, that it's uh, it's definitely a weird situation. I'm interested, interested to see where Tomlin ends up as well. Uh, what about the team on the court beating Villanova? Uh, what kind of a win is that for Kansas State? Obviously very big. Um, it just seems like that this team could still get to the level that uh, it wants to get to, even with uh, this situation kind of as the backdrop. Do you see that as well? Uh, well, I don't think they'll get to where they could have been. I mean, you're, you're taking a potential NBA prospect off your roster, you know, when up until maybe 10 days ago, the president was saying, you know, it was an athletic manner and, uh, he would eat, you know, he's probably going to be cleared to play, and then something changed. Uh, but that was a great performance. That was the most cut out this team's looked like this season. They seemed focused. They seemed to understand the defense a lot better. Um, as, you know, Coach Tang said in his press conference, they really took the game plan and put it onto the floor at a level they hadn't done in, in a few games. And it, it came at the right time because that's a really talented you know, they looked the part, Villanova does, and they hit five of their first six shots, all three-pointers, and it looked like it was going to be a route, but they stayed the course and got it done. I thought it was an impressive win. Talking to K-State Athletics with Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of GoPowerCat.com. Um, Jerome Tang continues to be one of the most fascinating sports figures we've had in Kansas in a long time. Yeah. Um, what is... I think I've asked you this before, and you probably gave a really astute answer, but his ability to connect uh, with his players, with the fan base, with the students, I know winning certainly is a huge part of that, but there's just a personality there that I feel like is not maybe, I don't know how common it is, it is in coaching, 
Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I've never encountered someone like him, um, and not just in professionally. I, I've never met someone who um, is this filled with goodness and not soft. I mean, he demands goodness. He wants you to be better. And he kind of just has this this coaching of everyone around him. I think that video – uh, that video that came out was was kind of that was kind of coaching as he uh, tried to you know make everyone calm down here and and focus on moving forward uh, and he just does this it's it's really incredible even when um, you know maybe he's setting aside his own emotions and and just worrying about everyone else um, I, I saw him doing that in that video and I think it was uh, really cool. So if you were a, a collegiate-level athlete to this day, do you think you'd be exhausted? And I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but it just seems exhausting. I got to announce uh, who who's who's in my top ten. I got to announce who's in my uh, top five. Then I got to announce who I'm committing to. Then I got to announce when I sign. Then I got to announce when I'm in the portal. Then I got to announce who I'm going right. to, who my finalists are. Avery Johnson had to announce that he's not going into the portal like it just seems like it would be exhausting uh, to have to do all this stuff. Or I mean, where are you at on that? Have you talked to athletes about stuff like I, this? I, you know, it it's only gotten worse. But I I know it starts off as really cool. You know, you get to go to this school and that school, and you know, you take all your visits, even though maybe you know where you're going. And um, but now you get the layer of while you're there, you know, Tony from our NIO collective is going to happen to be at the restaurant. And, you know, he's going to tell you what you're going to get, which, you know, that stuff's not supposed to be part of the recruiting process, but it sure as hell is. Now, if you're a player on a team, you get phone calls, your family does, under the guise of whatever that, hey, I heard your son's going into the portal. Uh, We'd love to have him, you know, discuss an NIL opportunity at our institution. You know, these collectives now are acting as recruiting agents. Coaches are are violent. Coaches are openly recruiting players that are not in the portal and on someone else's roster. And here's my problem: the problem here isn't the portal. It isn't the NIL. It's that the NCAA has not provided any uh, guidance here and isn't even enforcing its own rules. It's just pouting in the corner that it didn't get the way from its way from the court system, and it's devolving in college athletics. It's going to drive coaches off. I mean. The college coaches, you say, I wouldn't want to have to worry about the player personnel stuff in the, in the NFL and the big salaries and egos, and now they've got it in college. I mean, Jimbo Fisher lost his locker room because they were more worried about the NIL payments and who's getting what and why is that, I, why am I playing more when I'm getting more. It's, it's just insanity that's come to college athletics. It is, and uh, some of us, I'm not going to say just me, I mean, I'm sure you and many, many others saw this as a potential issue, and I think even we understated it. Uh, where can it, where does it end? Where, where is college athletics in a year? Because in my view, this is not sustainable. Just look at uh, all, the, all the teams that are headed to bowl games, and you're, uh, you're with one of them there in Manhattan uh, who have – numerous players in the transfer portal. We used to think if a player said they were hurt and they wanted to protect themselves, uh, we, we used to be cry at that. Now it's the transfer yeah. portal. 
what's what's going to happen? Yeah, I I mean, I think number one, they're going to need to move the portal back. They need to move the portal back um, beyond the bowl games, beyond the playoff. I mean, you look at it from a, a coaching perspective. Uh, you you might have movement on your coaching staff. You got to fill. You're trying to prepare your team for the bowl game. You have the signing period uh, that you have to deal with, uh, and you you have to worry about finding players in the transfer portal. Now you have to protect your players who are on scholarship and have no intention of leaving from being recruited to go into the, the portal. Um, it's just utter chaos right now, all happening simultaneously. Um, you know, coaches sometimes are finding out after the fans that kids are in the portal because they're off dealing with maybe interviewing a, a potential coach or a home visit. And while they were in there for 30 minutes, all hell broke loose. It's just, it's just become insane. And they're going to have to figure out how to balance the calendar a little bit better because this doesn't work. I, I think they need to move early signing period to before the season period, have it over with, have it done. Um, if kids really want to sign after making some visits in the summer, let it rip. And then let's just, you know, don't have to, protect committed kids all football season, you know, because signing days in December, it's guys, I, I can't even imagine what coaches are going through. And people talk about the advantages of the NIL or the advantages of different things, bigger schools might have. The biggest advantage I see right now is the number of, you know, these analysts and, and not official assistants that they have that can be handling the portal, could be helping with recruiting can maybe be promoted up to fill a position. Um, the advantage really is in the support staff when you're at a time of stress and you need support. If you're a wealthy program, you got more of it. And I think that's a big advantage for those programs. So you got the spring game. The bowl game is almost like winter scrimmage or something like that, just seeing who's going to play for you next year and what next year might look like. So Avery Johnson's a, a big piece of that. Uh, we know he's going to play against North Carolina State. What else might you be looking for uh, from K-State in a bowl game? Well, I think we're going to see some young receivers. I know Philip Brooks has already announced he's not not playing. <clears throat> ben Sennett, is, uh, he hasn't formally announced, but he's not playing. Um, and we just saw two young receivers go into the portal because other young receivers have beat them out. So I think you're just going to see some really young positions out there. And, again, you're exactly right. It's now like a – an opportunity to stage a game and see how the guys perform. Can they hold up? And we found out that a lot of these young guys from K-State did hold up. They did a pretty good job. Uh, now you got questions about Kobe Savage, who had no intention of being at the portal. And I don't know, as we speak, if he officially went in yet, but, guys, he's been recruited right off Kansas State's roster to go to another school. Um, uh, and there was no indication he was ever going to the portal. And, and now it sounds like he will be in the portal shortly. This is insanity. Um, so they'll be rolling a young safety out there to take his place, along with, you know, having to probably use a young cornerback to supplement, uh, you know, Will Lee leaving, which was a mutual agreement. So it's it's craziness. It's insanity. Uh, we've devolved into this discussion, which is fascinating. Uh, but, man, it just makes my head hurt. Tim Fitzgerald with yeah. us from GoPowerCat.com. So I saw somebody propose on Twitter the other day to go more toward the professional model, create contracts uh, for athletes, 
and they have to honor those contracts. Is that something you think uh, college athletics would ever look at? I, I'm intrigued by the, the idea of the NCAA president. Um, I think the kind of the $6 million a year entry point is going to, um, a lot of schools will be able to make that, but that's not the problem. Some schools will say, okay, you can enter this division, this new upper division at $6 million a year, uh, but we're going to put $100 million a year. You know, I just think it it's going to be a, an arms race that uh, still won't work for the smaller institutions. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that will be basically you're paying players through some kind of trust fund. and um, But, yeah, you would think all that have to be in a contract, just like they're signing contracts with NIL collectives and, you know, advertisers or entities that they'll represent. And these students aren't – they don't have agents. And it's easy to maybe screw them over with the contract. Uh, so it's it's just I don't I don't even know what we're doing anymore. I don't get it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Avery Johnson before we let you go. From right here, of course, in Mays, uh, he's going to be the K State quarterback next year. Uh, you've seen enough of him, or maybe right? You've seen enough of him to be able to tell our listeners what you expect from Avery Johnson in twenty twenty four. What do you think, Fitz? He'll be a young quarterback that will be spectacular, be bad, be, um, you know, probably up and down a little bit. But the things I like about Avery is, one, he's not emotional. He's he's very systematic about how he goes about things. He's incredibly mature and intelligent. Um, but I'll say this, it doesn't matter what we saw in the football field, which was at times spectacular and what little he was used. What matters is what happened in practice, what happened beyond the public's eye. And it was so definitive, Will Howard left. It was so definitive, the other two young quarterbacks left that were on scholarship. He cleared out the quarterback room because it's undeniable he'll be the guy, that nobody has his upside. And he was already matching Will Howard possibly in his current status. So it was only going to get to the point where it was clearly Avery. now they've promoted their walk on J- Jacob Canute to scholarship. The only reason he wasn't on scholarship is they didn't have one available when he transferred from Minnesota to K State. Uh, he was on scholarship at Minnesota, um, and so now he will be, which makes him eligible for the bowl. It's a very confusing situation. So they'll have two quarterbacks for the bowl game, um, and you know they've moved a, a walk on now that might be the third quarterback. We don't know. So it's uh, interesting, but. Every special man. He just is, and I'm not just talking about as a runner or thrower, as a natural leader and a person that can handle stuff. Um, and he's really, he's really something else. And we haven't even talked about the K-State women who are having an incredible year. Uh, we'll get to them next time. K-State uh, men on the road uh, at LSU tomorrow, at 12:30 tip off, and of course the K-State football team preparing for the Pop-Tarts Bowl against North Carolina State. That one coming up on the 28th of this month. Fitz, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. You mean I get to cover a game? I don't have to just do this every day? (laughs) Yeah, but don't don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. Damn it. Thank you, Fitz. Okay. Thank you, boys. Great (laughs) to talk to you.
Thanks. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. Uh, we'll be back. We'll uh, continue on a Friday edition. My voice is cleared up. My wife brought me some nice icebreakers, mints. I had some of those earlier. Didn't help at all. Uh, after bringing some Hall's throat lozenges that expired seven years ago. But, they, you know. Six. You, you take what you can. Yeah, seven. 2016. Yeah. Let me do the math. Good job. 869-1240, the IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP featuring... The fantastical Wonka Burger, 100% USDA choice Black Angus Beef Steak Burger, served with fries, onion rings, seasonal fresh fruit, two buttermilk pancakes, or a side salad. Uh, You can get that, of course, at IHOP. Um, So it sounds more and more like the Shohei thing isn't going to happen today or in the near future. And I feel bad for my guy, John Paul Morosi. Why? Kind of stuck his neck out there saying it was. Well, we don't know that it won't. I mean, it's still, it's only 249. Sounds like it's not. It might not. Jim Bowden has basically guaranteed that it's not, according to his sources, that Shohei hasn't even made his decision yet. Well, they got the Dodgers blogger saying he's going to the Blue Jays. I don't know what to believe. I'll just say, like, when you sign. I'll believe the people who have. Uh, done this stuff more. I would imagine that Jim Bowden probably has more sources than Dodger blogger guy. Probably, but uh, just never really know. Well, I do know. Jim Bowden's been in the game for a long time. So has John Paul Morosi. JP, as we call him. Yeah, sometimes. Or just Uh, John. You don't watch the MLB Network. I don't know that I have the MLB network. Well, I tune in quite often. I believe you. Who knows more? Who stays more in touch with baseball? You oh, or I me? do. <laughs> really? I don't know that the MLB network is like the... It's, it's okay. They devote themselves to the MLB. That's, what, that's why they exist. Yeah, but it's... it's 24-7. It's hype. It's not... No, they're critical. It's, there's not really. A, there's a critical arm there. They're not just high. I don't think I'd tune into the MLB network and and find out anything I didn't already know. Oh my gosh, you don't know who do you follow? I'm on Who's Twitter. Your main source? Oh, the, Jeff Passan is my is what I, I would say is my most trusted baseball source. What'd you find out about that? I'm December still looking 8th. through the uh, year by year records. It's not that easy. Anyway, uh, after Shohei, we got some other dominoes to fall, it sounds like. Who are you hopeful that the Guardians can entice? I know you'll get a well, kick out of this. they're not going to sign list. any free agents. Well, what are you hoping they can trade? Uh, I would like to trade Emmanuel Classe, but would I don't know. Would you trade him for Tyler O'Neill and Tommy Edmond? No. Why? Because that's not enough, and uh, we need something better than that. Would you trade him for for Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, and Ryan Helsley? No. You, are you insane? We're going to need— We're not going to trade that. We need are, young players. We, we'll, we'll take Lars Newtbar straight up. O'Neill's 28, Edmond's 28, Helsley's 28. That's pretty young. Yeah, that's not and the we're direction. not trading you that those three 
for that's a manual class act. That's not the direction this organization is going. What? Uh, well, how do you ever figure out what direction the Guardians are going? Well, I can kind of tell what direction what they're direction going. What direction are they going? They're going toward, they're trying to get young power hitters. That's, uh, <laughs> they haven't hit. That's what they're trying to do. They got the kid from Arizona in the Rule 5 draft. Which so it that, sounds like he has no shot to stick. The more I read about him, he can't put the ball in play. He hit 300 from July on. He went to the developmental list. Eh, they're not he high came on back him. People aren't crushed. high on him. Well, we'll see. It's not like he's going to get 600 at-bats next year. They'll bring him along slowly. They, he has to be on the big league roster. And then you've got that guy you got from Tampa. Lanzardo. You... We have Chase DeLotter. Uh, we have George Valera. We've got. He did win the uh, draft number one lottery. draft pick. So this Who is. Who do you want to take with that? Uh, it looks like uh, there's three guys: the Wake Forest kid uh, who plays first baseman. Yeah, who hits. Don't a, you have first baseman? But base? if, you, if you can get that kind of power again, uh, the Ben Bezana, Benzana, Bezana, Travis Bezana. Yeah. From Oregon State, and then the uh, West Virginia kid. I'm. I think I'm highest right now on Bezana. Well, wonderful. We'll see how it goes. I'll tell you, the Detroit Tigers might be my pick in that division. Why? I like their team. They just lost Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, but they got uh, Kenta Maeda. They got some young pitchers that if they're healthy, uh, you lo- you got to love Tarek Skubal. You got to love uh, Matt Manning. And what's Mize? Casey Mize? Casey Mize. He's, Those he's guys all work good. out. You really got something. Yeah, it's possible. And I like their uh, I like their lineup. Right now, unless some teams in that division do something, and and that's not a very strong division yet. But Detroit would be my pick. In in the National League Central, the pick is very close to being the Cincinnati Reds. Well, they made another move yesterday getting Jimer Candelaria. Which I think is a good move. They're getting, now ready, got 11 they're getting ready to trade infield. somebody of significance for a starting pitcher. Well, Shane Bieber. Well, that could be one. That could be one of them. December eighth, nineteen eighty, the Shockers played Long Beach State. You know what? I almost said that. Dog, gone it. I almost said that. Well, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I would have taken a shot at it because I left that night. Uh, through the exit of to to the university on 17th Street, um, and I remember sitting in my car for a decent amount of time just pondering the death of John Lennon, who had a had cast a spell over me almost. I was enamored. I loved him. Yeah, I can and imagine. It, and that's not a pun, but yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, I was 25 at the time, but this spelly cast happened to me in 1964, so 16 years earlier. And uh, I love the Beatles, all of them, but John Lennon was my guy. Yeah, I can't imagine what that must have been. Well, I, it's I, well, I, I, ask some questions. Well, Don't I don't know in. what the equivalent of uh, my life would be as far as a celebrity death. I don't know. I don't know what I'd put up there. Now, by the time I was 25, obviously, in 1980, the Eagles had become my favorite band. Uh, the Beatles were no longer, but 
uh, John Lennon was still uh, producing music. And uh, just an interesting musical arc to my life. Very sad day when John Lennon was lost. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and make picks. Uh, Duda has been true to his word. He is post-Thanksgiving on fire with the uh, win again last week. Uh, we can't really make much fun of him. Well, two weeks. What What are the standings? Are you going to give those out after I will the give break? those out. When we come back, we've got uh, eight games to pick, just one in the college ranks, six NFL games. And then uh, we've thrown a line on Missouri-Kansas coming up tomorrow at Allen Fieldhouse. We'll be back. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.